What I really want to do in the coming year is step back and evaluate each quarter of my wins and really making sure that I'm able to express gratitude or be more grateful for my life. Marketing is one of the most mm -hmm. changed things in the history of business. Like a lot of companies change their marketing group every year just yeah. because they want to see who can do better. I think that for the rest of my life, I want to work, work towards something. And I think having income makes your life easier, right? And it's not because it's adding so much, but it makes it easier. So I don't have to worry about like dipping in savings. I'm looking at hundred year businesses. And so what I'm talking about over hundred year business is something that has been true for the last hundred years and will probably be true for the next hundred. It is the new year. January what are you going to dump today? What are you going to dump? What are you going to add? <laughs> we had or, to have a hook intro. There you go. What are you going to dump? What are you going to add? That's basically the gist of this episode. Things you're leaving behind or you already left behind because it's it's January 1st. It's past that date. You are have already left it. You're going into a new year with a new you. But we are going to have a conversation around things that we left behind us or mainly Albert talking about th something he is leaving behind and then things that we're calling in in 2024. So Albert, let's start with you since you have something you are leaving behind. Yes. Kicking to the curb. What is it? And you know what? I've said it on the show before, but I'm very focused in and clear. This is this is for sure what I have to remove in my life. So there is a saying, I believe it's attributed to Roosevelt mostly, but that comparison is the thief of joy. And as I was driving, because I've talked about before, like, I was stuck in this rut where I watched like a lot of finance influencers. And I'm like, I noticed like I I'm getting down on myself. Like this is annoying. So it was funny because our producer, Lacey, she was saying, Hey, this is what the show's about. This is what the topics are about. Why don't you think about it? I'm like, Man, I really don't know. And so what happened was I started watching or, and I listened to my first million. Most of the time I like it. I really do like that show. But today, or the most recent episode was about Jess Ma, who I didn't know about, but like, she's like entrepreneur superstar holding companies of $900 million. She's, you know, if it was Forbes 30 under 30, she's found an in De Niro and she lives this really crazy life. And I was just thinking to myself, like I started, I, it started happening. I'm listening. like, man, I'm like a loser. I'm like, no, wait a second. Stop, 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 stop. Why would I think less of myself because of her outside success? Her outside success is hers. I get to live my own life. And so I was just thinking about like, man, I really just have to stop even remotely trying to compare myself to other people. And because it is, it is so true. It is such the thief of joy because inevitably you can always find someone who's got it better than you hundred percent yeah. of the time. Everyone's got something, you know, I think that it was, uh, it was on that podcast where they talked about how they know actual people worth a billion dollars who are upset at themselves because they don't have a pro sports team. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a mind boggling thing that people do to ourselves. Like if you love your family, if you love, I mean, I guess your family is all you need, right? It was like, if you love your family, you're already way ahead of the game than a lot of people way ahead of the game. And so I'm just like, that's one thing I got to really punt to the curb. And so now, you know, I was thinking about as I was driving home, I just literally turned the episode off. Not because I think Jess Ma is not worth learning from. I'm sure she is. I'm sure you can learn a ton of things from her. Mm -hmm. But it's like, man, do I want a $900 million worth of holding companies? Do I want to do what she wants to do? Because she talks about how she also tirelessly works 60 hours a week. I'm like, I don't want to do those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. go to hockey practice. I want to go to soccer practice. I want to go. So I'm like, I shouldn't even listen to that stuff. Because what I'm doing is I'm I'm being selective. You know, I'm mm -hmm. only choosing the highlights and, and, and making yeah. myself feel bad against our highlights. 
So I'm like, man, forget that shit. I'm not listening. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to people I really don't. Unless I care about their goal. That's what I figured out. Unless I care and truly align with how the how they're doing the thing, I don't need to compare anything else. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, oh, that's me too, me too. But my first thought is how it's one idea to, okay, just take that content out of your life. To me, that feels sure easy, but sometimes it just pops up sure in your does. feed and you're like listening to it and you're like, Oh, there it is again. They're <laughs> way more successful than me. Fuck them. So how uh, I'm trying to think through of well, like, not F what them, are more like, but yeah, why am I punishing myself? Like okay. why, why there's no sense in punishing myself because of someone else's yep. outside success. That's totally unnecessary. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then how can you set yourself up in a place where if you stumble on an episode and you're listening to it and all of a sudden you feel that creeping up instead of just trying to get rid of the content, which sometimes isn't always as predictable as when you might be entering into, you could enter into that place while talking to someone who owns a gas station and you're just hearing about their life and you could slowly drift into that. Like it could be anyone or it could be reading, you know, Charlie Munger's book. It could be anything. So like, how do you protect? Yeah. I'm trying to think like, to me, it's an inside job. It's an inside job. You can't control the outside world. Of course, people have successful stories. I think it's just, it's a, it's more of like a, so it's maybe more positive. It's actually more of a reaffirmation that, Hey, this, while this is truly like, this might be intriguing, this, it might be, uh, informative or this might be compelling. It's not actually better than what you have because you can always ask yourself one simple question. Would I give up my kids? Would you give up your wife to do what she's doing? Yeah. And I've never met that answer has always been no, you know? And so like, I, there, it's like a nice little reminder, almost like a reminder mechanism. Like, yeah, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but not at the expense of this. Yeah. Do and you so that's ever the, and that's through... like, the, that's the thing that I need to, it's probably the only thing that brings me down. Honestly, like I was thinking about it, like when I hear about, when I start thinking to myself, like, well, I'm not successful. Like that's, that's the only thing that really brings me down. Otherwise I'm fine. But who's driving that level of what success means? Because I feel like the people that and you that's are. Internal. Yeah. It's internal. You're like, where did that come from? Or you're like, that person's successful where that person like, yeah, because once again, it's just like it's up to you to define success. So, like, where did that come from? I feel like yeah. you could like get deep down in there, do some inner child work, and be like, where did this desire to compare myself to these kinds of people? Well, here's the funny thing: from? is I didn't like when I was growing up, I didn't want any of this. I didn't want any outside success. In fact, my only goal was to not to work. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like that was like my, really my only goal. So I yeah. don't know where it came from. Probably over over the years. You know, some of my, I mean, definitely a lot of my friends are super successful. Like some of my closest buddies started their own Mm -hmm. hedge funds. I mean, one of them moved to Brazil and started an international hedge fund. Like, you know, these guys are, if money is the measure, they got a ton of it. But then even they, even they will talk about other people. You know what I mean? Like, cause they, while they might, you know, it's all depends on your number. Like they, they might have $30 million, but it's like, oh, but this other guy made a (laughs) hundred. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because, um, someone, um, someone talked about, well, it was, it was a rich person who talked about it, but it talked about how like every, when you're, when you've made it to a specific number, like you're already doing all the hobbies, every incremental amount of money that you earn isn't really adding to your life anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, uh, so the, it, actually this guy, Gridley, Michael Gridley, he, he posts a lot about owning small businesses and he talked about it. He's like, 
he's already, he's at the stage of life where chasing the next dollar, he doesn't want to do it if it's hard because it doesn't, the money, the extra money won't make his life better. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it, after it, like $300,000 or something. Like there's a tipping point where it, it just isn't going to make you happier. There's some study out there, but I remember looking yeah. at it and I'm like, oh, that could just be a salary of someone as you move up. Like yeah. you don't need to build huge companies and do that. If you're looking for finding happiness and money is the happiness, like just knowing that I think would be helpful. Cause to me, the only reason to make more money is if you have different ways that you want to impact or different things that you want to do. Yeah. And, and for most people, just, they want to own different stuff. More things. I, yeah. I read about, I read about, um, how Bezos's brother is, which I thought was funny because see, I'm not jealous of Bezos because I feel like he didn't do anything to earn it. I'm talking about his brother specifically. You know what I mean? Like he okay. just got lucky. Like his brother, his brother is super successful. So, um, Bezos's brother, uh, went to Texas Christian TCU Mm-hmm. And he really wants them to be better at football. So he's like going to be pledging up their NIL, which is name, image, and likeness fund. I'm like, this is what, this is what having insane money does. It's like, I just give it to 18 year old football players. Cause I want my school to be better at football. It's like, <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's driving his happiness. It you is. Cause he wants yeah. to see TCU win. <laughs> yep. Hey, some people actually really care about that. So I'm like, Oh heck whatever. yeah. You can live in yeah. Texas. Like the university of Texas cares big time. You, you know what happens yep. on game day. You can't leave your house. Yep. No, I do know. I'm like, I don't care about that, but I'm glad someone does, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Teach their own, right? Teach their own. Yep. Yep. So, okay. Well, Definitely then this that. Kind of- yeah. So if anyone's listening, Stephanie's talked about punting a lot of things out of her life, but like, I've noticed that the only thing that really brings me down is comparing myself to others. Mm-hmm. And so, like you just said, I can't control the stories I hear and I can't control, I mean, not always. Uh, I can't control who I meet. Not always. So why compare yourself? Why compare yourself? And sometimes the, the biggest reminder is like, would that that's the question. Like, would you trade everything you have today to live the life of the person you're talking to? And if the answer is no, which for most people it's no, then you're fine. Like you are yeah. truly fine. Like, like there's no reason to be mad at yourself. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so I have something that I think could actually be great for you to try on maybe too coming in the new year. Um, because a lot of things that I'm leaving in the past, I've talked about throughout many episodes. And to me, when I'm leaving something behind, I've already probably told everyone about it who's listening. So go listen to previous previous episodes where I talk about not allowing others to take my power away and the divorce stuff and, you know, controlling my own emotions and regulating all of that stress tips all in previous episodes. So when I wanted to kick something out of my life, I already did. But going forward, what I really want to do in the coming year is step back and evaluate each quarter of like my wins and really making sure that I'm able to express gratitude or be more grateful for my life. Because I don't, like I I noticed it this year when you and I were going over our end of your finances for mission. And that was the first time I was like, wow, go us. Look what we did. (laughs) And I'm like, it took me a whole year to get to December 1st or whatever we did that. Yeah. To actually be like, damn, like we did fucking great. Go us. Like, how do we do this? Oh my God. I'm so proud of us. And I'm like, wait, why did it take me 12 months to look at what we've done and check in and be like, you know what? This month I did a great job this quarter. We did great. Uh, and I'm super grateful for the the trips that I got to do with my family or that this thing I got to do with my kids this weekend. And just like really stepping back and evaluating my wins 
and my life and the little moments of I got to go to the park and I pulled the kids out of school and wow, I'm so glad they don't go to a public school so I can just pull them out whenever I want and just do whatever I want with them. <laughs> and just like little moments like that, that's what I really want to focus on in the coming years. Just like, yeah, just taking a look back at what we're achieving every single month. And then also making sure I st like every single day think through my gratitudes and just think through like what kind of life I've, I have right now, because I think that will be more powerful if I'm able to just stop for a moment and think about that than waiting a whole year to look at our performance or our success or how we did it. Um, well, yeah, you know, so I definitely the, uh, the, the, it's, it's because when you like, so let's use quarters, right. But the reality is quarters are short, like they're really mm -hmm. short. Right. And so yeah. it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like much is happening, especially when you're in survival mode, you know, and sometimes those calls that you make, you know, uh, whether it's layoffs or it's cutbacks or it's pay cuts or it's cutting out um, services that make your life easier. Those things don't feel good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't get to see the reward. I mean, it's true. You don't really get to see it till next year because had we not done all those hard things, we wouldn't have. We we probably yeah. wouldn't have gotten to see the the rainbow. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you would have, you would yeah. just fall into the ditch. Um, yeah, or we would fall into the ditch. So, so I think we could have checked in. Like okay, say March 31st. I think there could have been a moment to be like, wow, we're still alive. Our expense <laughs> like, line is now here. Yeah, and like in December, we did not like last December. We did not know if we would be alive in after three months, or we knew after we had Christmas a we didn't know. <laughs> okay, going into Christmas, we felt great. Exactly. Oh, no, no. It was yeah. like right before. It was like, it was like, oh, yeah, right uh, before Christmas. Yeah, that was like December 22nd or something like that. Yeah. Of 2022, <laughs> we were feeling great. And then a few days later, we were like, our whole company is about to be dead. <laughs> we literally have 30 days left. <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, I think we could have gotten to the end of January and been like, phooey, made it a month. March, made it a quarter. I mean, yeah. just more, just looking at like, look what we're doing, you know, yeah. and not waiting until the following December to be like, oh, yeah, okay, we made a lot of great moves. Great. Now on to the next. Now time to keep growing. Now time to, you know, whatever's next. That's how I've always been. Yeah. I, that's what I always, that's how I show up normally. It's like, okay, what's next? That's great. I'm glad we survived. Yay for us. I knew we would anyways, which normally I do know. I mean, you probably have felt this from me. I always do have the confidence of like, we will survive. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that I move too quickly and I don't pause and reflect on like, this was a good month. This was a good quarter. We made some good, hard decisions. Yes, they hurt. Thank you for nudging me on that. And like, Okay, now for the next month. So all I to say, that's what I want to try and do over this next year is just being more present in the moments, in like the decisions that we're making. I know we're making them quickly sometimes, but just being able to reflect on how quickly we make decisions and look back and be like, and now look, we are, you know, we can be a little more flexible this month because of what we did last month or two months ago. Um, so yeah, that reflecting back and then just, yeah, just every morning thinking through like, what am I grateful for? And being in that moment, like you said, like I have a great, amazing kids. I have an amazing family. I, you know, love living in Austin. I have such good friends. Like, I mean, it's shown that if you do that, you will be happier. Yeah. And yeah. it'll probably be harder to compare yourself to someone else if you're doing that too. Cause you're like, I just went through 20 things I am so grateful for this morning. That, and that, that no one else gets. Yeah. No one yeah. else gets to have this life. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And the, uh, for me, so mine, my, so you're adding is you're, excuse me, you're, you're adding is you just, you want to be more grateful for more things, especially in, sh in shorter periods of time. 
Yep. So I want, uh, yeah. Well, one, I'm adding in reflection, like reflecting back on either at least a quarter, like you should be able to reflect back on a quarter, but like, I'd like monthly to look back and be like, okay, I said I was doing this and I did this. Yay me. Good job. Um, instead of always being like, oh, I could have done these three other things. Like, what did you do? Great. So some reflections, cause I already do the other pieces of what more mm-hmm. can I do? Um, so reflecting more and then, yeah, just thinking through things I'm grateful for every single day and just pausing in the life that I have, even when it feels chaotic, even when it feels like I'm at a dark moment, doesn't matter. What am I grateful for right now? And just being able to stay in that space for more than I normally ever have. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, now my ad doesn't feel as good as yours. <laughs> okay, what are you? Yours is what super are you good. adding? <laughs> All right. So then there, because at first I was like, oh, what can I? What do I want to add? It's like, is it when am I adding? You know, Bitcoin? Am I adding savings? Am I adding a minivan? Which is definitely in my plans uh, because my current minivan has one hundred seventy eight thousand miles, so it's like probably need a new one. Um, it just feels less like good. You know what I mean? Driving my whole family in a car. That's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> it still yeah. runs, but like we go, we go on a lot of lo- lo- uh, trips, you know? So I'm like, yeah, I probably should get a new car soon. Why does it have to be a minivan? What's with the minivan? Your kids aren't even that small anymore. Because <laughs> uh, a minivan to me is the most functional car there is. Like I, you can't, you can't convince me otherwise. I will always have a minivan. Like it, it, I think it, we it, talked about this one time where I was like, you could never convince me into having a minivan. I don't like, need to. No, you, you, cause you don't have to, you don't have to live my life, but I yeah. legit find a minivan to be an awesome vehicle. No, I know it is. I can definitely say, I know it is. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> it carries. Can't do it. Well, my kids are actually quite tall. So it's yeah. one of the very few vehicles that all, all five of us can travel comfortably. It's not out of the question that in the next um, five years, then my wife will be the shortest member of my family and she's 5'10. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My son's already taller than her. And so we need legroom. So that makes a minivan nice. The other thing that a minivan wins on is sliding doors. I think you got the verticalized doors, so that's good. But yeah. swinging outdoors, you already know your kids reckless when they open the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So those, those doors that you have have probably saved property damage. How much property damage have they saved? Oh yeah. So much. (laughs) That alone is like worth it for me not to have to cringe every time the kids, I mean, they can't even really open the door that easily, but cause they don't even really, I mean, yeah, they will eventually. And it's nice not even have like having to worry about them hitting someone else's car every time they open it really aggressively. So yeah. So yeah, a sliding door of some sort makes your life immeasurably easier, but uh, it's really the people hauling. And, uh, and now that, you know what I'm saying? Like Toyota Sienna is a hybrid 36 miles a gallon. Like that's even better. So (laughs) Okay. So so you're bringing in a minivan. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that, but that's not really, that's not really my goal. One of the things I want to add, and I, and I really thought about this is I want to add a hundred year business to, um, I want to get involved in a hundred year business and let me explain. So, and this is from Bezos as well. Uh, but he says it in decades, but I just said a hundred year business. And so what I'm looking for is when I look on LinkedIn, one of the things I think is always said, and I talked about this before is, you know, right now, for example, Hasbro just cut 1100 people, Spotify cut like 10,000 people just earlier Yep. Uh, last week or this week Hasbro cutting 1100, by the way, feels like, isn't that a Christmas movie somewhere where you work for a toy company and then right before Christmas you're done. <laughs> yeah. A Hallmark like movie. That's definitely, definitely. A, that's definitely a movie somewhere, but yeah, the idea behind it was like, the more you are at the mercy of someone else, 
of course, the more susceptible you are to this kind of thing. And I think that for the rest of my life, I want to work, work towards something. And I think having income makes your life easier, right? And it's not because it's adding so much, but it makes, it just makes it easier. So I don't have to worry about like dipping into savings and, and things like that. So I'm looking at hundred year businesses. And so what I'm talking about over hundred year business is something that has been true for the last hundred years and will probably be true. So I'm looking beyond mm-hmm. decades yeah, for the next hundred. So things like education, people have always invested in education. People have always invested in waste management. Like Mm -hmm. people have always taken, for whatever reason, humans do not like to take out their own trash. And even when they do, they still pay someone else to take it the last mile. Like that's always going to be true. Um, I can't see. So then it's an industry then, not company. It's like you're looking at a hundred year old industry, but not really a company. Yeah. So how do I play a part in these industries, right? Okay. And and I'm looking at things that these are the lows I have because I notice that all my pain, remember, I don't need the money. I want Mm -hmm. the lifestyle. So I want low, some, some, some certain things I want low. I want low attrition. So these, meaning these are things that people kind of do for at least a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good example is tutoring services, right? Like my kids have been going to the same company for, I mean, I've literally sent all three of them to Kumon since they were five. Yeah. Right. So you're going to send your kids to the school for through elementary, through high school. If it's a good one, right? Like you'll send them there for more than mm-hmm. Let's say, I think junior high is the shortest school, right? Three years. So mm-hmm. three-year customer minimum. You know what I mean? So high, so like low, low attrition, low switch capability. So like fitness out. Fitness, yo, I think fitness always exists. But the problem is people switch super quick. Yeah. I don't want to be in fitness, right? Um, and so that that's kind of what. And then the, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. It's like, I want a hundred year business and I want it to be a low attrition business. Like that's the number one thing I thought about low attrition. And here's another one. This is the hardest one. I want the outcomes of the business to be binary and not in this waves of degrees of good. This is something where I feel like all my headaches come from. Yeah. So degrees of good are you do the thing, but someone still might not think it's very good. Um, we are in the creative space. Creative, and this I think has come from being in the creative space, is like, man, you could really argue for a long time about what is good. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of painful, right? And so like, man, on my next thing, I want it to be more like windshield repair. Windshield repair I talked to you about before is high customer yeah. satisfaction. And where this came from, where this came from was also uh, talking to a colleague. She's an artist. And she really said that she wanted to have her own art school. And I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. And then I thought about the little sunshine studio that I send or sunflower studio that I send my daughter to in wake forest. Mm -hmm. And she goes to a little art class. It's run by a single person operator. She only works two days a week. Um, she has at least I've done the math 8,000 of recurring revenue from Mm -hmm. just those students. And then she does special events and stuff. And every kid goes in there and comes out of there so happy. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. because when I send my kid to art class, do I think that she's going to come out like Monet? No. <laughs> like, if she draws, like, a little deer and she's proud of it, like, I think it's awesome. Like, we've been yeah. sending her to this art studio class for um, more than two years because she loves it. And she loves going to class. She talks about it. She wants to go to it. 
I'm like, this woman. And then I looked up how long Sunflower Studio has been around. It's been around for more than a decade. And I'm like, this is it. And so I was telling her, I was like, I would, I told her I would invest in her. Like I would help her build this. But like the only thing that made me nervous was I've not seen her around kids. So I was like, if you're bad around kids, I'm pulling it. <laughs> yeah. That could become a whole liability right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like kids, like yeah. they're, it's more for building their confidence and getting their love of art high uh, versus yeah. like being a good artist. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So are you trying to finding step one, you're finding an industry that's going to be around for more than a hundred years. It doesn't already have to be around for a hundred years. It's just the potential to be around for a hundred years because preferences aren't going to change. Yeah. And then after that, you're going to, you want to come into these companies and support them, like invest in them, actually work, be a worker, be in them. Like, what do you, what does that look like? Well, I think I'd like to be a co-owner and possibly help operate back a house. Uh, mm -hmm. Cause a lot of what also is true is a lot of creators um, or people that are more front, I call it back of house, front of house, but there's, it, first of all, every company has back of house, right? Tax, insurance, compliance. Like, and most people in reality don't like doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so here comes Albert, ready to go. <laughs> right. But that, but that is the, that's like, if there was a commonality in all businesses, that's, that's true. Yeah. There is no business where you don't have those, those things. Right. Yeah. And so I think to myself, like, well, if I got, if I got a chance to partner with someone who enjoys all the front of house stuff, then that makes a good, that makes a good duo. So I was thinking about that and I was like, man, it's, cause it's kind of fun. I, I definitely enjoy operating small businesses. And so I was like, man, I kind of want, I should get a hundred year business because right now we are in what I would call, we were, in, we are not in hundred year businesses, right? Like yeah. if there's one and, and we are, are not in a low attrition business. In fact, marketing is one of the most mm -hmm. changed things in the history of business, like a lot of companies change their marketing group every year just yeah. because they want to see who can do better. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and you and I know that when a leader, a new leader comes into play, they often want to do their own thing because they don't, they can't afford to go to their CEO and be like, I'm going to do everything the last CMO did. Yep. Are you going to make any changes? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a tough space to be in, but. Right. But it, like your trash it, I, service provider, once you get it, do you ever think about switching it? <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm like, man, you and I are so different. Because I'm like, I feel like every day I would die a slow death if I was in a hundred year type <laughs> company. And I love that you love that because, you know, the world needs diversity when it comes to company building. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Hey. Watch that trash not get picked up. You're going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, actually, I'd be pretty annoyed. One of my, I'm not going to, a person that you know, uh, I went to their house and I was like, do you guys want me to take the trash out to the curb or whatever before we leave? We were staying down at the beach and they're like, oh yeah, no, we don't have trash pickup. Uh, just put it in the back of the truck. And I'm like, huh? Y'all don't pay for trash pickup? No, no, no. Just put it in the back of the truck. Well, We'll bring it to the dump whenever we're there next. I'm like, excuse me. And it really was jarring to be like, I know y'all make good money. <laughs> Why don't you pay for trash pickup here? Um, but so, yeah, it's a great space that most people like myself would be alarmed. I'm sure you know who this person is. <laughs> would be alarmed if you did not have trash pickup. Yeah. Um, but so now we know where you're heading for next year. Hundred year old companies uh, getting into them. 
That's yeah, yeah. Something that something not yeah exactly something that people I believe are going to do for the next hundred years, even though I'm not going to be alive for a hundred more years. But it's yeah. like something you're going to consistently do, and something with low attrition, and something that there's no degrees of good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. did my trash service pick up the trash poorly? As long as they don't spill everything on the ground, you typically think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yep. what I mean. Yep, I like it. So. It kind of sparked another idea of something I'm bringing in this year. Okay. Which is exactly opposite of what you're doing. I know. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so something that uh, just today I stumbled on that we're going to be doing this is we, we've talked about this previously of running experiments, testing things out, but we never really had the chance to fully do it the way we wanted to because the second we got going on running experiments between our team, our company almost went under. So now we're not under. And this year, I want it to be a year of launching different styles of content pilots, um, because now we know how to monetize some of our shows and we have a different opportunity than we ever had. And so this year, I want to be launching lots of different kinds of content, um, a history series that I was just talking earlier about, or to one of our producers, kids content, um, talking about different topics, but through humor, something I've wanted to do for a long time. I think I mentioned how I love the series, like don't look up or South park or mm. any Joe Rogan, like people that you hear their jokes and you're like, I know there's some truth to that. Like, I want to go look into that now. So something like that, that like piques people, people's interest, but isn't so serious because even if it is a serious topic, it doesn't have to be that serious. So different styles of content kind of like that. Um, but it's going to be a lot more diverse than what missions ever put out. Uh, because we just have a different kind of engine now to test things when it comes to, does an audience want this? Do they like it? Do they want more of this? So that is what I plan on bringing in this coming year. And so what are you thinking? Like every person can launch their own thing regardless. So I'm going to try it out with probably one employee at our company yeah, and let her try something out and profit share based off how it does. And then if it, and if it does well, you continue the series. If it doesn't, you don't. Um, so that will be the model that I think would be interesting is letting people own their own content and shows. And I know we've talked about doing this before, but it's just too tricky. And there was too many hands on a show. And so this is, so I'm going to, and we can edit this out if we want. So okay. I think this is easier. So I think this is easier done than maybe than we've experienced in the past for one reason. Hmm. You ready? All right. So one of the big challenges is when you have an EIC, you, uh, that has a, an opinion, you can uh-huh. score in it, it. Like the, the challenge is some people don't feel like their vision will come to life. And so they kind of pull back. So my question is, will you give full reign or will you still EIC no, the yeah. content? I will still, because it's coming out under mission brand, yeah. I will still have some editorial control of like, I really don't want to get too much into politics. I mean, there's so many people who can come in heavy and be like left, right. And like mm-hmm. slamming sides. Nope. That's a no. Like I'm just, so there's going to be certain principles where I'm like, here's the kind of content. It can be very wide ranging. It can be comedy. It can be humor. It can be business. It can be like pitch it. And let's see if it's something that fits up within our pillars and here's the pieces that I'm not going to have our company play in. And I'll probably just list it out. Like we're not, So politics is one of them where um, I don't mind talking about issues that are going on. But the second you start polarizing it and 
that's that's the kind of content I don't really want to get into. So that's just one example. Um, so yeah, all that to say, yes, I will still have a say to make sure that it lines up with what you know I think mission as a brand wants to represent and giving the person so who's not a free that show, for all. It's not a free for all. No, yeah. if, if if someone wants free for all to do their own thing, go do your own thing somewhere <laughs> else. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. If you're really like, I want to tell this story. Okay. Well, if I don't want that story to be told under mission, cause I actually sure. don't agree with it. It's a no, but I think the idea of letting someone run with a show and giving them a budget and let them test it out. It might just be two episodes, test it out, see how it does. Um, and then they get to manage that. Like it's their own mini company. Like, because then you're teaching someone how to actually kind of run a mini company. If your show's not doing well, you're not going to get a budget. If you're, you spent too much on a contractor this month because of you didn't monitor their time, that's on you. And so I think just giving trusted team members a bit more free range to create a concept, pitch it, and then you have a timeline to launch and have some resources backing them and have, you know, our add capabilities to be able to like drive some traffic to the show, see how it yeah. does. Um, and yeah, just test more ideas. And I mean, this is something I personally want to do with a lot of content that's just been kind of like stewing behind the scenes of things I want to tell. And I know there's other people in our team and I know there's other people outside of our team who also would probably want to participate in this. So I'm open, but I do know that there will be a lot more tests going forward coming out from mission. Um, and yeah, so I'm just excited to get more out there this year. So by Q1, by the end of Q1, I would at least like to have four new shows out. That's sweet. How about how about your uh, your kids' shows? How how is that coming along? So we're going to start working on the first one. Our step one was kind of testing: do people want this idea? So if you go to missionkidsapp.com, that's the landing page, the website that we threw up to just see like, do people want what I want? Do people care about kids' content? And so we just started sending some traffic there, buying traffic, running some ads to moms who have kids between the ages of two and 10 and just seeing, do they click on this? Do they care about this? Do they want content for their kids? And so far what we're seeing is yes. I mean, people are going there, they're signing up for the newsletter. We don't even have a newsletter yet. Um, they're signing up what's for the web, it. What's the URL again? It's missionkidsapp.com. Mission Kids app. There we go. I must, I must have had a typo. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So now we're, I see that people want it and I know the kids space is an interesting one to be in and, and it's something that scratches my own itch, which is the best place to start when you're building anything. So we're going to start building out one to two of these podcasts and just launch probably a couple episodes, get some pilots out there and just see what people like. And hopefully I can launch more than two. I would love to launch five if we can. Um, so that's what I'll be working on going into the new year, hopefully so that sweet. first quarter. Yeah. Tell me how cute are those covers? We will link up this website so y'all can uh, see what Albert is. Well, looking I at mean, right I now, definitely but. have an affinity to Astro and Jet because I am a giant fat panda bear. Um, <laughs> Darian looks super serious. I think his story fits his face for sure. Yep. Yep. Ruby Blaze. Ruby Blaze looks like a Disney character to me. Well, they all look kind of like Disney ish, but like yeah. Darian to me fits closer to like what his story is. Mm -hmm. And then I just like Astro and Jet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. These are going to be really fun ones to tell. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to be launching a lot more this year, testing out a lot more, pulling people into that vision of getting more creative content out there and 
I think it's the first year we even have the chance to be able to try this in a way that's, I mean, not as expensive as it used to be. We figured out the model for launching these shows a lot better. We figured out how to monetize them a bit better. Um, so just a lot, a lot of things yeah. are different this coming year. So I think it gives us a lot. Well, dang, I think I might have to participate. <laughs> I was actually going to say, I have a series idea that I think you'd be really good at. Um, oh, geez. Crafting. What's the idea? Well, when I just heard about it, I'm like, it'd be interesting to tell the stories of hundred year old companies that have lasted and why they lasted. Um, I think there's not many books out there about that, but I do remember Jim Collins in one of his books kind of referenced or the book that built good to great that he referenced his content from. I forget what one it's not his book. It was someone else's book. Um, was it the living company? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. The, so built a so good to great was for companies that were toiling, they couldn't figure it out, and they all of a sudden uh, hockey sticked. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, what's the other one? There's like he wrote built to last. That might be it, built to last. Yeah. So he built. I'm pretty sure. I mean, someone can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure he built that built to last book off of this book called The Living Company, and this is one where it was written in 1997, and this guy went through and identified the factors for business longevity. And he studied companies that have been around for more than a hundred years. And it's pretty interesting. Apparently built to last was kind of built off of this book, which you could Mm -hmm. see similarities, but I think a show like that could be interesting, especially if a company is like over a hundred years and they're still around and they're still actually relevant and doing well, it could be kind of cool to tell their backstory. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be the, uh, the ones that are fascinating to me sounds crazy, but it's like the ones that really don't innovate. Yeah. Well, there, the, I think that's interesting too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of companies that yeah. like, maybe they innovate their process, but they don't innovate mm-hmm. products. Uh, yeah. So I think about like Tabasco sauce, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like how many other foods have they created? None. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> the Macalini company, they did not create anything. They just, they, no, they don't, they're like, I'm complete. Mike drop bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've made the most coveted sauce around and uh, no one else wants another sauce. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, actually, okay. They do, they do apparently do other versions. Like you've got the classic red pepper and then you have 20 other yeah, yeah. offshoots. So they kind of do innovate. They're kind like, of. okay, people like, people like sugar now. So we're going to do a sweet and spicy <laughs> brand, <laughs> but, but no, um, I got you. Yeah. There's definitely, innov- so I don't want people to think that I'm not in- like, I'm not anti-innovation. Not at all. My life benefits greatly from innovation. Did I have talked about this uh, minivan that I'm going to get? That's a hybrid. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Toyota well, I would say I'm you pro are innovation. pro innovation. You bring I'm, innovation into a company. That's what yeah, you did. I'm, I'm pro innovation. Yeah. I'm pro innovation. 100%. But like my mind, what I find challenging, this is just my, my personal opinion. It's kind of what you're talking about right now is that for the most things you cannot tell if they're good until you put mm-hmm. it out in market and does someone want to pay for it? Cause if you yeah. ask somebody on paper, if they think this is a good idea, it's like most people are just nice to you. Like, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great idea. And even if you test it, like if you test it in like a, but it's not for sale, like what might McDonald's did with the mighty wing, people might still say it's good. Uh, So Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to look back, look at the McDonald's mighty wing launch, it was a colossal failure and they lost like $700 million or whatever they lost. And people ask like, how did this happen? When all the data said that the mighty wings was a good idea, but the number one question that all those studies failed to ask is given the marketplace in unlimited optionality. If you have a dollar to spend, would you buy McDonald's Mighty Wings? And that they only found out through making it for sale. The yeah. answer was no. 
because people went to McDonald's for burgers. What they what they didn't anticipate was that when people eat wings, that they really only want to eat them in social environments, which is weird. But yeah, okay, but like it makes sense. Like Buffalo Wild Wings watching a game at a bar. Yeah. People didn't want like fast food wings. And certainly as drive-through culture has gone through the roof, no one wanted wings on the road. <laughs> you yeah. couldn't think of a worse food probably to give your kids. <laughs> Here, grab a wing on top of my white seats. Here, enjoy. <laughs> like you couldn't possibly think of a worse food for driving. Yeah. So, so that was one of those things where like, even though people said in the focus groups, it tastes good and they like it and they, they and you ask them, would you buy it? And like, yeah, I'd buy it. But when it came to spending the money, no one bought it. And so, mm-hmm. and so for most innovation, you almost have to make it in order for to prove it. And then yeah. the challenge is, is, well, how much do you have to invest to make it? Which is why a lot of companies go with, you know, minimum viable products and so on, especially in software. But in hardware, like things, like I don't think you can make an MVP. Mm-hmm. No, like no, people no. want the thing like you, cause they, they know there's no iteration. You know what I mean? It's not software. I know no. that when I buy this, you know, when I buy this mouse, notice I have a wired mouse. Oh, whoops. Where, is, it, is it in the camera frame? Like let's, yeah, yo, it is. people are like, yeah. You got that yo. wired, wired mouse over there. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's like, when you buy a mouse, like this is it. It doesn't change. You know what I mean? And so people are like, why do you buy a wired mouse? Cause like, I was like, yo, cause a wired <laughs> mouse never drops. I find Bluetooth drop to be the most annoying thing ever. So I don't use Bluetooth anything. I use wired all. <laughs> well then, great. Okay. <laughs> Point being is, unless you put it out in market, no one yeah, really yeah. knows. And so like that's yeah. that's one of the challenges of innovation. So I think it's really cool because a story is one of those things where you can relatively create for a low cost. It's yeah. going to cost you time, but there's no like yeah. hard costs on it. Yeah, I'd, and I'd say it, it took us a while to get here now, where we can figure out how to keep costs lower. It took us time. <laughs> yeah, so, you, how to keep your, to, how to keep your costs low. It's just it's just yeah. time is really your only cost. Um, time yeah. and effort is the really only cost in storytelling. Um, so I think that's good, and I agree. Like you won't, you will only grow incrementally if you make incremental changes. You know, if you want to leapfrog, you have to introduce something new. Typically that's yep. what you have to do. Yep. Like, it's, so <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. 2024. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing year and yeah. Super excited for all the, the thing you left behind already by no more comparisons. And, yep. No more of that. And only in with gratitudes, reflections, hundred year industries and launching a lot of things very quickly this year for myself. You're going to be like, we're going to just be old age. You're going to have like the spaced age devices and (laughs) cars. And you're like, what's out? What's Albert guys? Like he's just got his wired mouse. He's got, he's he's living in a hut now. He actually went the other way. He's in the dark ages. (laughs) He's like, he owns like trash can companies and like, he owns like a paving company. He paves, he paves roads. <laughs> That's that'll make the conversation even more interesting. <laughs> so right. this is the guy you lean on to get good ideas. He's like he's got great ideas, but if you ask him what he's going to do, this is what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this work. It's good yeah. diversity. Okay, well, with that, we hope you all have an amazing January. I have an amazing year, no doubt. I'll see and, you next week. And Stephanie's mention of gratitude. That is something I think everyone can benefit from, 100%. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to do it this year? Are you going to do it this month? Are you going to do it tomorrow?
Well, I don't know if I'm going to measure myself daily and monthly, but that little component where it's like no one else gets to live the life I mm-hmm. currently have, which is true. Yeah. Like literally yeah. you are one of one. Um, I, th- I think a lot of people would benefit from that mindset. I yeah. just think, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have to do a one month check-in and kind of see how it feels, but yeah. Hashtag grateful. There you go. It's kind of foofy, but yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, see you everyone. Bye. Till next year. <laughs>